I'd like to say sorry for any uh, audio problems in this episode. I don't have proper equipment yet. Um, donate so that I can get some better equipment. And uh, just bear with me until I get some better ones. Also, the audio might be just a tad bit too loud. So, just a little sound warning. Unless you haven't caught it already. I'd like to say sorry for any uh, audio problems in this episode. I don't have proper equipment yet. Um, donate so that I can get some better equipment. And uh, just bear with me until I get some better ones. Also, the audio might be just a tad bit too loud. So, just a little sound warning. Unless you haven't caught it already. Chapter 2. Disbelief. I walked over the sink to drop off my plate as my mother, Mary, left her meeting. I was left with Father and John, my little brother. He was about five and had red and curly hair. His eyes were blue and his skin was white and pale. He looked at the cartoon of space heroes and giggled when they said a life lesson. I was twelve at the time and enjoyed John's laughing. He was still young, but one day he would make a fine gentleman. Let's go, space heroes, said Captain Marsh as the space heroes hopped into their spaceships. You're going nowhere, space heroes, growled the evil Dr. Black. Oh no, it's the... Asteroid Man was cut off by breaking news alert. We're space heroes, whined John. Hello, viewers. We are sorry to bother your scheduled program. Sir, the news anchor, but we have important news for the public. What's going on? asked Sam. He looked as confused as I did. Sightings of nuclear missiles have been confirmed by the U.S. government. The nation that launched them is unconfirmed. Please head to your nearest vault for safety. We will now con- continue with our scheduled programs. My face was disordered with horror as the show came back to life. Oh no, it's evil Dr. Blick, cried Asteroid Man. My dad turned off the TV and started to panic. We have to get out of here, but where would I go? Vaults are hard to get into. What about the private shelter? No, that won't work. They're too expensive. They're limited food and water space. No sheltering gas. Dad! Stop rambling and start to pack some of our valuables, I said. Food and water, too. We can help you, but you need to calm down. Yes, brother is trying to help you, said John. His grammar still needs work. Father's face lit up with confidence, so me and John went looking for our town's vault as our dad packed. John started the conversation. What about Mom? Mom? She's at the school, and at the school there's a vault. She'll be fine, I told John. Yes, but what if we never see her again, cried John. Mother is strong, and she'll be able to get through it. Maybe they'll have those cryo chambers, and she'll live till the end of the war. The end of the war, I thought. Maybe we'll never see her again. Just don't think about it, okay? Okay, brother, whatever you say. Just then I heard a scream. Ah! Leslie, next door neighbor, ran out of her house and went down the street. She must have seen the news report, too. I need to get out of here, yelled Leslie. She ran to the nuke shelter drink truck and banged on it. Out came an angry nuke shelter, Ink and Boy. What do you want, civilian? 
asks the new Elmgrove Shelter Inc. employee. Where is the fault? yelled Leslie. Uh, stop, ma'am, said the employee. It's just up that hill. He pointed up onto the hill. Leslie just left for the vault, not even saying goodbye or thank you. We then started to head back to tell her dad the news. Just then, our dad runs out towards us with a bag of supplies. Where's the vault? Huffed father. Over there, said John, as he pointed in the direction of the hill. On the hill over there. Good, said father. Let's head over there now. All of a sudden, a siren started and was loud, but I never heard it before. Run, yelled dad. Then it clicked. Those nuke sirens, they are to warn people of danger. Run, Bob, run, cried brother. I started to run up the hill. Run, run. That's all I could think of. It was a command to me now. Father said, then follow me the others to the top of the hill. When we got there, it was hell. People trying to get in and harassing the nuke shelter inc. employees that know they're going to be dead soon. When we got there, we asked a few questions. Name, date of birth. Do you have any disabled civilians in your family? Did you serve in the military? Are you a government official? So the employee. My dad answered all these questions. We continued until we were past the gate and into the secure zone. The sirens sang their twisted songs. All of a sudden, the boom could be heard. We ran to the vault. The boom of the bomb's explosive power rang through my head as the doors squeaked shut. The vault was darker and damper than I thought. I almost slipped on the metal floor of the vault. The lights flickered in the damp room of the entrance. Stand in orderly line, please, shouted the new sheltering employee. This will only take a moment. When it was our turn, we were checked for radiation and other diseases. Then we were taken to the room with doors on the walls. These rooms will be your sleeping units. Please keep them clean. The employee showed us for you to unit 21. Dad, what's going to happen to us, asked John. I don't know, son, said Dad. Ted was trying to reassure John that everything was to be all right, but I knew he was not as sure himself. All of a sudden, a sound, like a high-pitched buzz, started in the room. The room started to spin and spin. Everything started to hurt, and I saw the light go out and off. I felt tired and started to black out. Then everything went dark. If you enjoyed that, stay tuned for next week, where I'll do chapter 3 of my story. If you want more, tell me down below, and I'll continue writing my story. I'm currently on chapter 8, but once we get up there, I won't have anything to say, so keep encouraging me to write this. Again, if you have any things you want me to change or edit, tell me below, and I will fix it. Check out my other episodes, too. They're pretty cool. Thank you, and good night.